no one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. All right, another edition of First and Pod on the night of the NFL schedule being released. First of all, we just want to thank you. Uh, the numbers for this thing continue to grow. So if you could do us a favor and uh, tell a friend, subscribe, rate, and review. And I have to say, Pony, right off the bat, I feel tremendous shame. I was mocked all day today on my show. Uh, I have scooped the entire Bears schedule three years in a row. And a source dried up on me. And it was uh, shameful. And I'm embarrassed. Thankfully, my wife is out of town because I think she would look at me as less of a man. And then just to twist the proverbial knife, I had to see you scooping <laughs> the entire Steelers schedule. If I was a good friend, I would be happy for you. But I am petty, jealous, and competitive, as you know. So I am yeah. not. And your or wife also like, called me handsome last weekend. So that just made things even worse. My wife did call you handsome. <laughs> that really did. That's true. That's true. I've just, it's, nothing's coming up me. No. Not great. All right. Congratulations so, on all of your success. You. Yes. So the plan here is that we have, the assignment we gave each other was you've got the NFC teams and I've got the AFC teams and it's one schedule nugget for each team. Yes. So just so people get what we're trying to do, I'll start, right? Sure. The first team I'm going to give out is Baltimore. And so what I wanted to do with Baltimore was let me go to the end of the season. Because we haven't seen Lamar Jackson at the end of the year for the Ravens the past two years. So whether it's Lamar trying to help the Ravens keep up with Cincinnati, contend for a playoff spot in a very competitive AFC, or shit, if they're without him again and it's Tyler Huntley, here's what their final four games look like. Week 15 at Jacksonville. Week 16 at San Francisco. Week 17, Miami. Week 18, the Steelers. So three teams that made last year's playoffs, one Super Bowl contender on the road, and your arch-rival team at home, who went 9-8 and last year, by the way, and and beat you uh, in Baltimore last season to to basically keep themselves alive in the playoff race. So... It is not an easy finish for Lamar and company. And I just think that that's going to be the question that hangs over him all year. Is he going to play in this new offense? Is the style going to allow for him to get through the entire 18 weeks and 17 game schedule? And if he's there at the end, they've got tough games to finish it out. Does it make you want to take the under on them? Yes, it does. Okay. Yep. What okay. is that? Nine and a half? Uh, and a yeah, half? I, I believe so. Yeah. I won't ask you follow-ups for all of it. And we, we can do gambling stuff on these teams as we get closer to the season. But sure. uh, that, that, that felt like the analysis of an under better to me. Um, so I did some of it like that. And some of it, you know, you and I love to do some media stuff and just like what the league thinks of these teams. Yeah. And, I like that too. And there's, there's drafting of teams kind of by these networks and all that. So the team that I think maybe was the most single most fascinating team from that perspective in the entire league is the Detroit Lions. 
because they got picked to open the season. Mm-hmm. It is the arguably biggest crown jewel game of the entire slate. And I think I know what the league is doing. I think it's a small pivot that my guess is will become a trend that instead of doing marquee playoff rematch, they just want aesthetically a pleasing game and the Super Bowl champ is enough of cachet and draw because they could have done Chiefs-Eagles Super Bowl rematch. They could have done Chiefs-Bills. They could have done Chiefs-Bengals. They could have done Chiefs-Jets. But when they go Chiefs-Lions, they know the game is going to be aesthetically pleasing because the Lions offense is awesome. Mm -hmm. And anybody, everybody will watch the NFL coming back anyway. And so then they get to like disperse the other Chiefs games to their other networks. Like CBS gets Chiefs-Bills and Chiefs-Bengals. ESPN got Chiefs-Eagles. NBC gets Chiefs-Jets in this game. The Fox gets Chiefs-Bears. So they like spread it around without using a marquee playoff rematch in the opener and get ready for the networks to buy into the Lions, man. Four primetime games for Detroit plus Thanksgiving. So the networks are a believer in maybe they won't be a Super Bowl team, mm-hmm. but that they'll score 30 a game and be a fun watch. Yeah, I think it's going to be something that we bring up about the Lions all year, especially if they struggle. Like, oh my God, the the, the schedule makers thought they had arrived, that they were here. They crowned them maybe too early. I could see that narrative going on for sure. I don't think they'll start one and six again, but like did, did they put the cart before the horse kind of thinking with them? Uh, I also think that they've transitioned in the way they want to treat this opening game from here on out. I think last year having the Rams open with the Bills, they're looking back on that thinking, maybe we should make that first game a celebration of the team that won the championship. They get their rings, they hang a banner, however they want to do it. So let's make it a really competitive game, but let's also not put them in a spot where they've got to piss blood to win the opener, you know? Yep. So I think that's kind of trying to find that sweet spot. It's interesting. I have Kansas City as one of my next teams on my list. And you pretty much stole with that answer exactly what I had written down about them, which was Kansas I apologize. City. But no, it's it's perfect. Kansas City, who got the big games was what I wrote down. And it was only one Fox game. They're only on Fox one time all year. And we were told before the schedule came out that the games were, quote, free agents. Right. And you were going to see some of these AFC teams end up on Fox more. That didn't happen with the Chiefs. It's your Bears, and that's it, in week three. Um, Week four, Jets Sunday night football. And the matchup against Cincinnati, which might have been the most coveted game on the schedule, ended up in week 17 on CBS. The Super Bowl matchup rematches on uh, Monday Night Football, but it's an ABC game, which I think they did purposely to get that game on network television. Oh, see, because I think that's the most anticipated game. I, I, I would, and the fact that it ended up so, I'll, I'll jump yeah. to my, I'll jump to my Eagles because I thought I, when I saw that ESPN ABC got that game and it was an ABC game, I said that was the first pick in the draft. I thought that maybe that was something that ESPN 
you know, they, they paid up to get into the Super Bowl rotation in, in what, two years? ABC gets a game. They paid up for Buck and Aikman. The fact that that game ended up on ESPN and they're putting it on ABC made me think that uh, that might have been like a Bob Iger special or something. And <laughs> they, they got that game, number one. I mean, the Eagles schedule and the Chiefs schedule are, is, is both awesome. Super Bowl rematch, they're all over prime time. But as we just kind of piggyback each other on broadcast thoughts, if I had to guess, I'd say Chiefs-Eagles was the number one pick because they wanted to keep conditioning people to be watching these huge games on network television. Yeah, I thought maybe the Jets would be the other team with the yeah. Cowboys. There's a Jets-Cowboys game that I thought could have been, you That's know, a big one. bonanza. I thought that was going to be the Thanksgiving matchup. Instead, it's Cowboys and Commanders. But see, that's like my Lions-Chiefs theory is that we... So what I wrote down for Commanders is that's like the definition of a captive audience game. How in the world does Dan Snyder get rewarded (laughs) with Thanksgiving Day against the Cowboys, like one of the five highest profile time slots in the entire NFL season? No one in the world wants to watch the commanders play, but everyone in the world watches the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. That could have been the Washington Huskies and we would watch this game. So yeah, uh, I thought that it was, the league is basically saying if we have you captive, like Thanksgiving, like the opener, we're not going to give you our best games. We're going to give our best games to our partners. Yeah. And, and so I will then get to the jets here. Cause I mentioned them. Yeah. Uh, they set them up for, national games at the beginning of the year. Everyone will be watching the Jets. But did they make the schedule too hard where this Aaron Rodgers thing now has a higher uh, level of or percentage of failing and the way they set the schedule up is going to cost them in the long run? It's Bills on Monday Night Football to start the season. Then it's at the Cowboys. Then it's Patriots-Jets. Then it's Jets hosting the Chiefs. Then it's Jets at Broncos. And then it's Eagles-Jets. Oh, Jesus. They might be favored in two of those games at best. Wow. That is a really tough start. (laughs) I know, dude. Oh, my God. One, two, three, four, five, six. They could be looking at one and five. Yeah, I mean, well, because there's I mean, no shot yeah, at I mean, six and yeah, Den- Denver's no not an easy place to play. Yeah, there's no shot at five and one. Absolute best case scenario, they're four and two, and one and five is absolutely on the board for them. Say it again without me interrupting. Bills, Buffalo's favored. Yeah, at the Cowboys, Patriots at home. Okay, Chiefs at home. At the Broncos, hosting the Eagles. Yeah, you feel okay if you're three and three. That's tough. That's really tough. Um, those will be awesome games to watch, though. <laughs> that that will be amazing. Uh, let me po- let me postscript the Commanders real quick. Yeah. Um, they're brutal, but four of their first six are Cardinals, Broncos, Bears, Falcons. So it they usually start brutal 
and finish pretty strong with Ron Rivera. If they can't start strong this year, he could be a first coach fired situation because that's a pretty easy, that's a pretty easy early slate. Uh, I'll just jump on teams in high profile spots early. Mike McCarthy could fall flat on his face in front of like a hundred million plus people through the first five games. Um, Sunday night football week one against the Giants. Week two, Monday night football, as you mentioned, against Rodgers. Weeks three and four are the 325 window. Uh, Cardinals and then against Belichick, which will do a massive number. And then week five, they're back on Sunday night football against the Niners. It's not exactly a uh, controversial opinion that the Cowboys are America's team, America's darling, the network's darling for huge audiences. But they easily could do 20 million plus viewers in four of their first five games. And they get a ton of attention no matter what. But if you've got Belichick, the Niners, the Jets defense in three of your first five, if McCarthy stumbles early, he's going to have a ton of heat on him. Not only that, but Dak Prescott with his interceptions. Yep. That's another something that was another alarming statistic the way he turned the ball over last year. And now with the coordinator change there, the play caller change, how is he going to respond to it? It's not, you're right. It's not like a it's not a schedule of death. It's not like a first month, like we just talked about with the Jets, but it's the the uh the strobe light is always turned up, the heat lamp is always on the Cowboys. But those are high-profile games because of the markets the teams play in and who they're going up against, like Belichick and the New York teams. Yeah, uh, and, I mean, Sunday night, Monday night, Sunday night. Yeah. You know, as 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 three of their first five. So, I found a team that I say hot start team. Okay. I'm looking at this schedule and I'm thinking to myself, do they have a chance in – one of these survivor pools to be the team you pick or to be the last undefeated team standing. And the team I went with this was Cincinnati. So here's what Cincinnati has to start the season. They open with Cleveland on the road and host Baltimore. So that's not the easiest start. It's two AFC North teams. One of them is on the road and then they'll get Lamar Jackson in week two. Carolina at home after that at Tennessee at Arizona, Seattle at home, the bye, and then they finally have a big game where they go to San Francisco, which will be a tough one, and they'll be an underdog in that game. But I think they'll be favored in the first six games of their season. Last year, they got off to a slow start. They started 0-2. They lost to the Steelers and lost to Cooper Rush and the Cowboys and then got white hot in the second half of the season and closed on a remarkable tear this year. I think the exact opposite is going to happen. I, I like that. I mean, and five and one. Well, so we were that that's a good thing to track and to bet. Uh, we were, we were on them last year as a team that everybody was picking for the regression and we didn't totally buy it because of their offense this year. I feel like they are going to get a, very healthy amount of respect. I'm interested to see if those lines feel inflated at all early in the season, because I think that most people, if they have any degree of football memory, 
will say that they're better than the the Bills and that they have passed them uh, as the second best team in the AFC. But yeah, that's a fun early start uh, for them. Only a two and a half point favorite in Cleveland week one, by the way. Oh, that's very disrespectful. (laughs) I just should tie up a few hundred dollars right now uh, in one of my gambling accounts. Um, So I was looking at this before I looked at strength of schedule. And then this was just like the eye test backing it up. Um, The Falcons schedule on paper is the easiest schedule in the league by far. And then it actually is the easiest schedule in the league. But then it's even like a little deeper than that. The Jaguars games in London. So that's one of the best teams on their schedule. Feels like that neutralizes it a little bit. Their toughest game is at the Jets, but it's like week 11 or 12. So we'll see if the, if the Jets are as good or not. Um, And then they, their opponent win percentage is just over 40 from last year, 41% win percentage, which is similar to a lot of the teams, obviously, in the NFC South. Panthers have an easy schedule on paper. Falcons have an easy schedule. Uh, Saints have an easy schedule on paper. But I, if you are a believer in, and we never know, first to worst and all that stuff, half the NFL playoff field turns over every year. We understand that. But the Falcons are going to be a super trendy team if you believe that Ritter can play. So like, if he looks good at all in the preseason, I think that they might be a team that you hammer their over on just based on the schedule. Over's already too high. It's eight and a half. It's already been baked in. So they got to win nine games to hit the over, which when I saw that number, it just was startling. It reminded me of last year when I said on our first season opening podcast, when we were previewing the season, I was like, I want to bet Washington because their schedule is so easy and the number just seems so inflated that the odds makers know something that I don't. And I get that same sense with Atlanta. You're right about the scheduling quirk when they get a game in London, which helps them, which gets me to Jacksonville to tie into that. Yeah. Jacksonville, number one, the AFC plays nine home games and the NFC plays nine road games. And then because of the London games, they only play seven road games because one of their London games, they're playing two London games in back-to-back weeks, but they're not both Jags home games. So I think Atlanta gave up a home game to play the Jags over there. They played the they played the Falcons and Bills in back-to-back weeks in England. So the Bills is the second London yes. game? Yes. That's such a big advantage for Jacksonville. Well, I know. So listen to this stretch. They play five straight weeks where they're either at home or in London, home against Kansas City in week two. So that'll be a pretty big game right off, right off the bat there. That's the, that's the only Chiefs game, by the way, that isn't national TV, yep. national TV or 325 or 830 so in the morning. Kansas City in week two at home. Yeah. Houston in week three at home. Atlanta in London. Then they stay in London and wait for the Bills to come over followed by coming home to play Indianapolis. That is a gigantic advantage, dude. That is. Who do the who do the Bills have in week 4 before they go to London? Are they at least at home? 
That's a great question. I, I looked at their schedule, but I don't have that one committed to memory, but that's something worth looking up. I just, I want, I wonder if they have a West coast game or, or something ridiculous. They definitely don't have a buy. The buys don't start that early. So yeah, got, I think buys start in week five, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. But by, by starting week. So, so they, they have a get so game. Spencer, can you look up who the bills have in week four, please? So the Jags are going to play 10 home games or new 10 home slash neutral site games. And they're in the worst division in football. How is that win total only nine and a half? Yeah, that's that's one to file away for sure. I'm with you. I'm with you. And it's just fun believing and betting on Trevor Lawrence. Dude's crazy exciting. So Miami at home. So not an easy game, but at least a home game. Yep. Before before they go, and at least an Eastern time zone game. So all right. That's not that's probably about as good as you could have hoped for if you were Buffalo in that spot.